show you need to know about We set ourselves apart Sports talk at the pinnacle We got all the knowledge Covering every level Helping these young men get to college Got the coverage of a DB Vision of a QB Coming at you like a DN Let all of that sink in Working in the weight room We can't take no days off Doing drills and they not looking That's what make us stand out Don't worry about how much time is left We got it planned out Execution elite footwork Nasty when we running routes Accuracy off the chain We've been on it from the start Reaching for the sky Hitting the bullseye We on the mall What a do this is Mark Henry on the Mark Show, powered and sponsored by Epic Sports, the power of a player complete, live from the Fishbowl Radio Network, it's Wednesday, we up. Alright, so look, track and field, that's a subject, a topic that people don't really cover a lot, you know, to me, you know what I'm saying, it's been on my mind, something we've been talking about the last couple of weeks, uh, with the state meet coming up in two weeks, uh, we're out of areas, we're out of regionals, to me it's been some of the fastest times that I can recollect in the last few years. That have been run. So today we're going to talk track and field. We got one of the best coaches in the area. Of course, my guy, Coach Jay, has an extensive track background, but tier one athlete. My guy is in the building. Coach, how you doing? I'm doing good. I appreciate it. Well, tell everybody your name. So my name is uh, Justin Wickard. Uh, I'm with tier one athlete. So I've been doing it for shoot on, man. It's been a while. <laughs> uh, but I've been doing it full time for basically about four years now. So was a college coach for 14 years and. Now I'm trying to help kids in the DFW area get faster and, and speed and hurdles. So did you run in, in college? I did. I was, a, I was a hurdler in college. Okay. Uh, and then in 2006, graduated from Utah State, and literally a coach said, what do you want to do? I said, uh, I want to coach. He goes, where? And he basically said, go give me your 10 list of schools and who you want to go to, legend under. And then for two years after that, from – 2006 to 2000 and basically eight i was at t t texas tech with coach uh steve sylvie that was the time uh and then obviously legendary coach uh west kitley and stuff so that's how i started and been going ever since well definitely if you don't know tier one athletes go to twitter find it i've been following him for a little while this is what we're talking about today is track and field we want to talk about and give you insight on what you need to do to get that exposure for track and field, to get you to the next level, little small things that it helps to get yourself where you need to be. Now, here it is. We're at state. You know, to me, some of the fastest times that I've seen in, in the sprints, in the hurdles, what are you guys thinking? I mean, Texas is always <laughs> fast. You know what I'm saying? But now you can run 10-6 or 10-7 and not even make the finals. Yeah. Before we get started on that, Sad loss in the world of track and field. Tory Boyd yep. passed uh, recently, uh, so sent, we sent our condolences from the show to her family and and all the guys that supported her. One of the best athletes that that we've seen, you know, on on the track and field circuit. Really sad news at thirty six, I believe thirty two. Thirty two. Um, very very sad news. Going yep. way before time. Yep. But back to uh, what you were saying. Uh, actually, I, I looked it up. Ninety six. Um, there was a meet where we had a 10-4 and a 10-7-7 eighth place. So it's it's not rare. It doesn't happen often. Right. But in Texas, when you got guys like Henry Neal who ran sub-10, Roy Williams, you know, uh, Cameron Burrell, you know, those kind of guys that 
and of course, you know, White Lightning, yep. Matt, um, <laughs> you know, they're going to pull guys to run faster. So every few years, you're going to have those really, really fast guys that's going to make everybody fast. And then those times that are last, you know, two years before would have gotten them, you know, to the podium. So right. it's just Texas breeze speed. for It's in the water. Right. Right. I, I think it's just in the competitive nature. Yep, it is. Just like on the football side. These guys are going at it. And, and you know, what's surprising about it is the skill set. So, Coach, uh, talk to me about what you look for when you're looking at, a uh, you know, a guy or, you know, a lady on the track. Some of the uh, intricacies, you know, small things that they have to have. You know, we can start with, uh, you know, the 100, the 200, things like that. Those are more the sprints and then move it to the large. The, the yeah, so the biggest thing, any elite sprint I've been around, they're wired differently. Just like the really good football players on the field, they're just wired differently. They have a different mentality. It just stands out above everyone else. They're a little bit more gritty. They usually don't have a, a I don't care attitude. They're going to get it. You can be in their face and they're like, okay, you, you want this? I'm going to show you. You know, and so, and then the same thing is the, they're just willing to work hard. You know, they're usually, they're very, narrowed in their thinking and sometimes you gotta be like ringing back even like hey think of this because they're just so focused on i want to do this coach i want to do this i want to do this it's like hey it's going to take time it's a process you know so i think the biggest thing is just number one mentality the willingness to put in the work and stuff and that's the carryover what's good with football players that's bred in them since they started football from flag to seven on seven to, you know, youth tackle. I mean, it's inbred in them. And so it just carries over. For the ladies, it's more of the, how to say this, from a recruiting standpoint, it's, I need a dog, right? I need a, I need a lady that's going to come up and say, you know what? Young lady, you better watch out. You don't know who you're talking to. Right. You know, get out of my face. Right. Kind of mentality. And so there can't be any passive with the sprinter none whatsoever i mean it's got to be to the line of like i don't care if i'm racing against the best person in the world i believe that i'm gonna beat them on any given day you know and so that's what it has to have from get-go because yeah you can help foster it but you can't coach that they gotta have it you know, you can just expand on it and improve it. But if they don't have that kind of mentality, it's tough. It's tough. So the mentality to me is the number one, number one thing. And then from there, it's just built, you know, how well they, how, what's their frame like? What's their, you know, what is their athletic uh, training age in a sense? And what kind of things have they been doing? So, for example, if they're like, hey, I've done cross country. And oh, you want to be a sprinter now? That's not going to work. Agreed. It's it's just Agreed. not going to work. You you're going from I'm going to be a sloth to I want to be a cheetah. Those don't mix. Training's completely different and stuff. And so I think that's the second piece to me. You know, is first identifying your kids are how are they wired, right? And a lot of times you can see that just from a warm up. You can see that how they walk. You can even see that in stuff that you do in the weight room, you know. And so you're going to be like, okay, this kid looks like a rhino and is just very, very 
heavy and it takes a lot to generate the the power or they look very elastic and very springy well i want to take the very springy kid and mold them and train them into the sprinting okay so i think that's those are to me those are the big pieces now you mentioned uh you know the out how they look and things like that of course in football uh it's always about the measurables so is there a certain measurable that you look for uh in events that you kind of place them or is it just you know like you said you watch the move how they build and stuff like that so if if i'm in if i'm in the private sector now they am now in the high school sector i'm sort of looking at it differently what sports do they play what positions do they play uh you know if it's a basketball player if it's you know football what position the what they do in sport is going to tell me a lot of what they're capable of doing or what kind of training they've already been exposed to and stuff so basketball is all accelerative all jumping very short in nature football right how long does a football play last less than seven seconds right 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 and then you look at the different same thing with a lineman or you know how far are they going to go down the field five yards right (laughs) right you know and it's mass and it's very ballistic in that one second okay well probably not going to be a sprinter right probably gonna be a thrower (laughs) shot putter you know discus you know and stuff and so i'm gonna look at everything that the kid has done from an athletic standpoint and like okay where can this fit in they can be a jumper a pole vaulter you know a lot of things is what's their coordination what's their skill level in the sense of are they aware like gymnastics they're really good at their body awareness so gym, gymnasts usually make good hurdlers, good triple jumpers, because they're aware of their body. You can sit there and say, hey, you didn't do this right. Do this. And they go, oh, okay. And they pick it up just like that. And you're like, whoa, because of the body awareness. And so you got to look at each kid. I'm like, okay, in this sport, they're doing these positions. Do they have to be really aware of what they're doing? Eh, no, not really. So this might be, this event might be really hard for them. Because it's just a harder skill, so it might take them longer to get the concept. So, does that does that help? Absolutely. I mean, that gives you a blueprint. I mean, you know, uh, multi-sport athletes always seem to be, yes. you know, at the forefront of everything. Not just focused on one. Uh, you look at it a lot. You know, the past draft picks this couple of weeks ago, they play multiple sports. Whether yep. it's baseball, basketball, those quick twitch muscles they differ because you don't just use them in one avenue and i think that yeah. helps you know a coach you deal with these type of things all the time to try to get kids motivated to get in there but it's one thing we were talking about uh over before we got on you know the love of it coach you that's really something important to you uh you know because track is a grind you know the practice is you know it can be mundane it could be over and over and very repetitive mm-hmm. so how do you change the mindset of it uh you know of the athletes when they come out to track and field i think it's it's balance right that what i've seen and I, I know coach justin has uh the, the earlier you start with with track it's a numbers game so if you start say um at seven eight years old you know track season starts for most summer track kids in january sometimes december so you're going from december to august you know so by the time you're 18 you multiply that times 10 years 
and that's a lot of time. <laughs> yes, it is. You know, and that's a grind. You know, so a lot of kids don't make it that far because the the mental part, right? That's a struggle to go week after week after week. You know, prepare and build for one race or two race or four. You know, and then especially if they start winning, and then if they win early, people catch up to them later on, and they start losing mentally. How do you? compartmentalize and deal with that so I, I think and I've seen it you know girls and boys get to their senior and quit and say I don't want to do it with scholarships on the table yep you know and, and why is that because mentally they don't want to go face you know that grind all over again but to me it's like when does it matter most right so balance it out early to where they want to do it beyond high school because that's when it really matters when, when you're getting the free money. And it's something that I even made a mistake with my own kids, starting very early and, you know, being gung-ho about summer track, summer track, summer track. We on to go from school track, summer track, summer track. And they were just like, man, look, I don't want to do it no more. And I'm like, wait, what? You know, because <laughs> that's what, you know, I grew up. I enjoyed it because for me it was a different mentality yep. of I knew – running summer track number one i was going to go the two a days ready and the fastest out of everybody because i ran all summer so for me that was my mentality i want to go through that grind i want to go compete against the best win or lose and and then at the end of the day when i stepped foot back in football practice it was easy so i i carried that through coaching but it backfired you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you live and you learn, and I'm sure you want to talk yeah. about. Yep. That's why I said balance. Right. You know, you right. got to balance it out. You know? Right. Well, what, do, what do you think about that, Coach? Uh, I, I agree with it, and I think it, it's – if I – the elephant in the room is it's the mentality of the parents. Okay. To be honest. Okay. It's not so much the kid. Right. You know, the kid is – yes, that part too, but it's like Coach said, it's the mentality of what's starting to happen that I see now is – when we were younger, there was actually gaps in between fall, winter, and spring, and summer. There is no more gaps anymore. It's all blend, all everything's overlapping and stuff. And so, right, it's like, I honestly, I didn't even know what club track was. I'm from Nebraska. I didn't even know what it was right. until I got to college. And then I had friends that were from clean and houston area and the dfw area that told me about summer track right and i'm like really what so during the summer for me i just worked and then in 8 a.m 6 a.m i'd go lift and it wasn't mandatory school just the gym's open coaches be there and we would go do it and stuff and so what's starting to happen now it's sort of like coach said it's it's the okay well I got to have my hand in all these jars because I want my kid to be really, really, really good. That's awesome. That's fine. But it's like he said, it's the balance because literally I see kids doing stuff that college kids don't even do. And you're sitting there going, if college kids aren't doing it or why even pro, why are you, why are you then? And why? so that's when coach says when you get into your senior year, junior year, there's a fallout. I mean, people don't know this, but there's supporting evidence that shows that even though track and field is one of the largest participating sports, it's also one of the largest for dropout. And Absolutely. Burnout. All I have to do is go look at the times. Right. Look, just go and yeah. look. And that's something that, that I do consistently. I go and look, go to the AAU website, USA website, right, and look at your sprinters 
and and look from you know three years ago to now most of those kids you don't see anymore yep it it happens every three to four years they just fall yep. off the face of the earth right so right. I'll, I'll give you i'll give you one and i sort of text uh coach this last night when he asked me to come on uh so let's just go the year of 2019 okay for track and field for the 100 for the men okay 2019 was the year of white lightning mm-hmm. <laughs> okay no and just everything okay so obviously the number one time that time was 998 by him and it was when 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 dated okay so out of out of the top 20 the 20th fastest time in the state that year was 1043 okay so let's just go up now that's 20 kids here's the thing one so out of the top 20 only two of them went on to be ncaa all-american that's it Wow. So before you before you go on, <laughs> let's let's go back to this argument. And, and people out there, I want you to comment on it, right? There may be some confusion about what I'm about to say, but I always talk about speed window, right? Do you want it early or do you want it late? That just gave proof that a lot of kids run out of that speed window early because they want those fast times before it really matters, which is NCAA and beyond. So nobody, I don't care how good you are, yep. you can tell when that speed window is going to come unless you cheat the game, which is steroids or whatever. Yeah. So right. my yeah. thing is try to prolong that. Don't worry about winning early, yep. you know, because you want to progress to win when it really matters right. late. So Yeah, so, so it's like Coach said, it's, it's slow cooking. And we're in a society now. I mean, we're we doing it right fast. now. Right. It's fast. Right. Right. Instant, 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 instant. And so what happens is, right, for majority of us as coaches, we're, I mean, I'm, I fall to it as well. You see some really good, and it's like, especially at the high school level or maybe the club level, a rarity of a kid like his caliber comes around how many times? For yeah, a high school coach or maybe a club, a, maybe a decade. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And so you instantly like, oh, I got someone like. I, so let me let me throw everything in. Right. Well, we got to think long term of hey, I got to slow cook this process. But then it's like now it's it's trying to tell the parents we got this is what the game plan is. We got to trust the system. This is what I'm trying to do. You know, it's not I'm trying to get everything now because I got to hand this child off to someone else that you guys can trust to further the development of their athletic ability because for track and field for sprinting your peak age is not until you get 20 to about 26 really absolutely yes for the females for guys you're looking at about 28 29 so you're saying you want to tap out a 17 year old when they possibly now right genetics and training and all this other stuff goes into play too and you know god's will and stuff but at the end of the day it's sort of like, okay if they're not going to hit their prime until this time and that right and then you go for football and other sports it's completely different right completely different i mean right nfl averages three years for a player average so we're not got, even talking about the special one percent that's a hall of famer exactly or, you know all pro yeah so you sort of got to hit the iron early when it's hot that's not because your window's even smaller you know and so for track and field that window is 
bigger. And so that's where it's like he was saying at the beginning, it's the mentality of you got to be patient. But at the same time, you also got to be realistic and going, you know what? My baby's not a sprinter. Maybe there's something else. You know what? Maybe they need to do another event, right? Because over in Europe and other countries, they don't specialize. They do a lot of their stuff as multi-eventers. So HEP, the multis, okay, a deck, right? Like there was a kid that was at TCU that's from England. He was a thrower. All the way until his sophomore year of high school, he did multiple events. He sprinted. He actually hurdled. I said, no, you didn't, and stuff. Another uh, Jamaican uh, thrower, he sprinted, and he actually on top of throwing he actually long jumped and high jumped and this is a big dude i'm like what we don't do that here it's 78 you, you're doing this you're doing that you're and you're specializing and stuff and that's one thing the u.s we don't do well with but we can get away with it why because we, we have amazing athletes. we got amazing <laughs> athletes that they can get away with it the cream will rise to the top <laughs> so i got a question here in the chat uh both of you guys, I want you to answer this one. If they don't run in the summer, how do they prepare for upcoming season, indoor and spring, to get them ready? So how important is summer track? Okay, I'll take it from – I'll be the yeah. parent, okay? So he's been running since he was about seven or eight coaches, uh, training, you know, a little bit here and there. Uh, really only a one-sport athlete, doesn't like football, play basketball and stuff, but the older he's got, it's been straight track. So here's the conundrum. Coming off the high school season, is it important to go to – track depending on i guess his skill level and where he's at or do you concentrate on the little things to get you know speed training you know the takeoff you know if you're a sprinter things like that if you're a hurdle technical things so where there was the conundrum for parents there you know taking them from a high school uh you know to go in the summer or club track how do you weigh those benefits and you know how do you do that go ahead I think it's a case-by-case case basis, mm -hmm. and, and I say that because if if you made it to top 10 in state, there's no reason for you to, to, to run summer track other than, you know, staying in shape or maybe trying a different event if you, you didn't get to do that during your season, right? But whatever you made it to state in, um, you know, I would do that sparingly. I, I think summer track is a great tool for kids that, didn't get a whole lot of work during the season mm -hmm. that just like spring ball, right? Right. Uh, uh, spring football is, is a great tool for kids that didn't get to play, you know, during the season and they need extra reps, right? So if, if you need that, that extra work, right? But I think we, we, we kind of get out of control with it because we want to do every meet. So again, it's, there has to be a balance, gotcha. right? Okay. So yes, you, you want to run summer track because one, if it's a, a situation where you know I'm not in, in really great shape and I can use that, you know, as a springboard to, to get me better and also marketing because a lot of summer, you know, guys do get marketed because you're going to have the fat times, you're going to have all of those things. So it's, you know, the, the timing of when I run, right, versus not overuse. That, yep. that is the key. You don't want to overwork anyone. You know what I'm saying? Because then you start going backwards. 
and it's not going to help you. So it's just that that balance. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I mean, that's that's one hundred percent accurate. It's a it is truly a case by case basis, and I think that's the part where to me it's the sitting down, finding out what is one the demand and the expectation of the parent, mm-hmm. then sort of at times I try to take the kid away from the parent and ask them and sometimes it's the same sometimes it's completely different I don't want to be here I don't want to do this I just want to be a kid and go play Mm -hmm. and go do whatever right you know but hey got to be active totally fine right and so I think it it comes down to having the the conversation that a lot of people don't want to have because it's a hard conversation right and so a lot of people and other things like well hey that's cool yeah we'll take that money appreciate it because we have 200 plus kids right you know and so i think the other thing too though is what is the goal what are we trying to accomplish you know and so tons of great clubs out there that do really good and i always tell parents like hey if you want a good club go to this club you want this club go to this club but it also comes down to the need of the kid and stuff maybe that kid doesn't need like you were saying the meets sometimes it's not always about racing and that's the thing even with high school i mean look if they if that kid is in basketball or football right they can't do the track fall stuff if they're in basketball they can't depending on the, the the basketball team if they're good now it bleeds into track season now they have less time to prepare. So a lot of times when they get done with basketball, guess what? Track season's already started for high school. So they're technically behind from a training standpoint. And because the window for a high school coach is so short, we don't have as much time to prep and get ready for things. Then plus on the bad side of things, Texas, you get double points for relays. I didn't know that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So naturally because of that right just like football we want to win okay makes sense so if it's double points for relays where do you think the objective is going to be at to win the relays and so young man young baby you on relay you doing this you know why because we we can score at state double the points Right. Okay. Right. So it, it's so then you get to well, I'm not getting my individual event that I need to. So right, and the high school coaches are torn between that because like, well, if I didn't have the double, I'd probably be able to. But yet, we do have that. So it's a toss back and forth. Right. The you championship know, and, is on the line. Yeah, and, and so and, and see the that's the thing, right? It. Like okay. in track and field, parents are like, oh, what am I? Football, that no no parent doing that to the coach. No. Hey, coach, what, what, look, we trying to win. We trying to go to the ship. Yeah, the best people on the field are gonna play. Right. Why my baby run not running a hundred? <laughs> well, this is why, you know. And so it, it, I, that's why I say it, it's case by case, but it's got to be an honest conversation and know that your child, whatever it is, they're not gonna miss out at all. Because, like Coach said, if you have the times, depending on where you're at, it could either help you or it can hurt you. That's big. That's big. I did not know that about that. You know, I, I, 
most of the time at these meets, I'm the parent, not the scout or the coach or whatever, you know, like football. So, you know, I did not know that there was a point. I mean, I know that overall team thing, there's a, you know, that makes sense why they try to put the best athletes on the relays. Four so, by four, four by ones, four by twos. Individual maxes 10 points. Okay. Relays maxes 20. Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> See, you're already like, oh, yeah, I'm doing relays if I'm doing this. <laughs> well, well, I mean, it makes sense from a coaching standpoint. You know, and, you know, the average parent may not know that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just like the average parent may not know to take a certain camp or whatever when it comes to football. You don't know that. And this, this is why we're here. I'm being educated as well today. <laughs> we're going to take a small break here today on the On Your Mark show. We definitely got – Coach Wicker from Tier 1 Athlete. We're going to talk about exposure. What do you need to do to get your kid, you know, if, if the goal is to go to the next level, which is college, what do you need to be doing to handle that? What kind of exposure can you get? Who do you need to be reaching out to? We'll talk about that here in just a minute on the On Your Mark show, powered and sponsored by Epic Sports Apparel, live from the Fishbowl Radio Network. What it do? Mark Henry here with Epic Sports Apparel. The flex zone is going Back to Cali, June 3rd, Glen A. Wilson High School, Hacienda Heights, California. The flex zone is coming to you. The competition is on. Who wants to get in the zone? Who's the best one-on-one player? All positions. Running back, linebacker. What about those wideouts and those QBs? How about those DBs? And the big fellas up front, they're going to get in the zone. Fifth through ninth grade, man, let's get it in. We're going back to Cali, the flex zone. Brought to you by Epic Sports Apparel, Every Play I Compete. Go to everyplayicompete.com and get signed up. June 3rd, Glen A. Wilson High School, Hacienda Heights, California. The flex zone is coming. Come get in the zone. Parents, coaches, you know here on the On Your Mark Show, we're always preaching and pushing muscular recovery and prioritizing biomechanical muscular balance. The source for all your kids' athletic muscular care is the Integrated Biomechanic Therapy Youth Athlete Sports Program. IBT is at the forefront of revolutionizing athletic muscular care with position-specific protocols. Every position has specific demands and needs on a football player. Whether you're a quarterback, defensive back, wide receiver, or you on the O-line or D-line, IBT provides football players with safe, effective muscular care and education to reduce the likelihood or impact of injury. IBT protocols have been shown to increase speed, improve muscular strength and balance, improve range of motion, as well as reduce soreness and more. Make sure you check out IBT for all your sports therapy needs for your specific position. Wendy has two locations, one in North Dallas and one in Carrollton. Call or text IBT at 459-560-3200. That is 459-560-3200. Get in the game. Get with IBT for your muscular and therapeutic needs for your athlete. What's happening? It's your boy Mark Henry back on the On Your Mark show. Powered and sponsored by Epic Sports Apparel. Every play I compete. Do you just wake up and go hard? Be epic. We have a new studio home. Fishbowl Studios. The On Your Mark show is going to bring it to you every Wednesday, every week. We're going to talk recruiting, the best games around the state, and in the DFW, we'll get parents, players, coaches involved right here at Fishbowl Studios. Wednesday from 11 to 12. You can follow us on Facebook at On The Mark Sports, on Twitter at markin44 on ig instagram at markin underscore 44 we are epic every week check out the on your mark show at fishbowl studios we out
need to know about We set ourselves apart Sports talk at the pinnacle We got all the knowledge Covering every level Helping these young men get to college Got the coverage of a DB Vision of a QB Coming at you like a DN Let all of that sink in Working in the weight room We can't take no days off Doing drills when they not looking That's what make us stand out Don't worry about how much time is left We got it planned out Execution elite footwork Nasty when we running routes Accuracy off the chain comes to standards we're back here on on your mark show live from the fishbowl radio network power is sponsored by epic sports apparel every play i compete track and field is the topic today so now we're going to move to the exposure part coach wick has been a college coach coach has had numerous athletes to go to college what do you need to do to get these guys seen let's say you take a guy that's going into their senior year you know they've been hovering around making it to area making it to uh, the regionals didn't quite punch it to state. You know, we'll take a hurdler for example. Example, uh, you know, they've been right around the top tier time wise. What's the next step? You know, you can't just they don't have track exposure camps like they do football. So how do you get yourself out there? What are the uh, key ingredients for that? First, I want I want to say this because I, I think because I've been doing this for a while. Coach knows this. If you had the CEO that created Apple. Come and you wanted to sit at your table and say, hey, I want to tell you every single thing of how I created Apple and made it successful. Would you want to sit down and listen? 100%. It's the same thing. And now this is where I'll, I've done 14 years in the game. So just want to put out for those that are listening, I'm coming to you, to this topic from the insider perspective of an Apple of 14 years of what takes place at the college side that a lot of people don't see so same thing with like coach like he's been on that he's been on the side of helping the kids recruit but he hasn't been on the side where we're having a discussion of college coaches sitting down and ranking who are recruits what do we want to do and coaches flipping over tables and saying you know all these explicit words and like man this is bullcrap i'm getting out of here this is terrible you know and so it, there's going to be a lot of stuff that probably I will say that people are like, man, he's crazy. But at the end of the day, I got no nothing to hide, and there's no I'm just going to get facts. Some people will be like, uh, that's messed up. That's not right. But it's being honest, and that's the biggest thing for me is just taking the whole veil of the curtain, bringing it back for everyone, saying this is what it is. Can it be changed? Yes. But at the end of the day, it's like I, when I've done things like this before, it is the collaboration of college coach, club coach, and high school coach, bridging the gap and working together. There needs a lot of improvement still yet in that. Just same thing with club and high school coaches working together from a recruiting standpoint as well. So just wanted to share that first. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I think in all sports it should be like that, but it's not a perfect world. Yep. Uh, there's a lot of ego-driven things, and out of the control of that, you know, you spoke about the parents' role in that. The parents have to be willing to listen. Yes. You know, take some, you know, from a guy like you, a guy like you, they have to take that as a grain of salt. And one thing I know about coaches, he's very honest in his mm -hmm. assessment of everything. He's very upfront with, with parents. I've been there, heard him talk to them. 
you have to have an honest approach to these things and it's not anything easy that you can do no, you know and sometimes honesty hurts and you have to take that approach and it's not popular right no it's not a popular opinion it's not popular sometimes there is a a, a harsh reality to it and there, there's some things you can do and some things you can't yeah. but you have to be able and be willing to talk about those things now the the academic side of it that's a very important piece i think that a lot of people don't know track scholarships a lot of times are not full scholarships yep. How important do you get that across to families and, and, and uh, these kids as well? Uh, it's constantly always preached. Always. I mean, even though I don't have a club team, every single kid that I, comes to me, I'm always asking, how's your grades? How's, how's class? What are you doing? What are you, what are you struggling in? Are you getting into tutoring? You know, what are your, what's your GPA? Because a lot of times until they get recruited – it's understandable, but they're not thinking of that. They're not. There's a rarity that the kids are like, I'm going to be a college track kid. Because maybe their performance aren't there yet, but all of a sudden it takes one letter. And they're like, oh, I'm getting recruited. Oh. Now all of a sudden they're like, I want to do this. And it's like, you sloughed off your ninth grade year. You didn't take academics seriously. It cost you. So now you're behind. So now, and there's nothing wrong, right? Going to JUCO, junior college route, uh, you know, community college. There's nothing wrong with that. There's multiple ways to get there. But a lot of, unfortunately, kids nowadays, it's, I want D1 or bust mentality. And that, oh, we talk about that it does not work. I mean, I'll, I'll give you this stat. The average Division One scholarship for the men's side for the whole year, average, is less than $18,000. Wow. Average. Wow. Cuz like you said it's not a f it's not it's not a fool. Right. You know, I can give a dollar, I can give you a walk on, I can give you 50%, I can give you a full ride, I can do whatever I want with that money, break it up. So you got to go, right? Parents now are like, I want the full Okay, but are you willing to go take the full at a D2 or even take it at a D3 where it's all aid-based and right. academic-based? Right. Because a full is a full. But if I'm honest, it's not that. Right. It's I want this on my chest. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be able to brag and be able to do X, Y, and Z. You know, so that is the interesting part because I've seen a lot of kids come to the college level as freshmen burnt out, like Coach said earlier in the show. And also, I, I, wanna, I have to keep doing this because I don't want to let mom and dad down or I don't want to let my community down because they see me as so-and-so's track. So I have to uphold and keep lifting that. When In all actuality, I'm sitting there going, who are you as a person? What do you want to do bigger? What's the bigger picture? And just working through them in their freshman year in college of that in itself. And, and that's, the, that's the hard part is because now everything is I'm chasing, I'm chasing, I'm chasing, I'm chasing. I mean, those that are listening, I mean, even with a club or anything, don't just take the, the fee of the thing. See what happens if you add up every single expense that you did for the whole summer and what it costs. That's what it costs you. It's not just the fee of doing this club or this, like, got my airfare, got my food, got my lodging. Okay, now I have these things, you know. So if you keep track of it, and I had one parent did it, and they're like, oh, yeah, and this is just club. And they're like, oh, yeah, we spent over $10,000 this summer. 
I'm like, wow. Well, if you did it right, maybe you only spent 2000 8000 could have been, I went to a 529 plan or something, and now I have some buildup for my kid. It might not be a lot, but it's better than, hey, at least we have some money saved up so we can at least give a little bit cushion at the college level. So... Well, I think that's a big picture thing. Um, you know, it's it's the investing now for later type thing. We talk about these things all the time. Do you want to put that much into it? You know, because it's, it's not an easy sport. I think track is probably one of the more difficult sports. Uh, mentally, we talked about that. Physically, there's, you know, little small intricate injuries that you don't see on, on the surface with football. You hurt your shoulder, you hurt your shoulder. But, you know, you have these muscles that they're using, and the, and the races are short. You know, you're training for a short moment. And that's the kind of thing you have to get through to the kids if they really want to do this at the collegiate level. It's, it's a grind. And that's, that's what we're talking about today is what do you want to do to get to the next level? How do you get there? Uh, times, you know, in your meets. Do you have to have the fastest times? Or do college coaches look and say, well, okay, he's in the top 20 in his class. Can we get him there when he gets on campus? So the, the beautiful thing about that with, with track and field is, is cut and dry. So you have the list of standards for D1 all the way down that'll tell you, hey, if I hit this time, D1 coaches will, you know, can give you scholarship money based on, and all of that stuff is on social media, mm -hmm. right? So those are verified times, not, you know, mm -hmm. me, me holding a, a clock in my yep. hand. Right. They have to be fully automated timing times, right? Mm -hmm. So once I know, hey, I have a list of, you know, my kid running these times, now it's all about the exposure, following, you know, TTFCA, following USA Track and Field, um, and putting that information out there, you know, and going, getting in front of these coaches as often as you can. So not just, you know, going to a, a, a track meet that's, you know, summer related, even indoors, right? Where you can go to an indoor meeting, there's plethora of college coaches if you're ready for that kind of you know meet, where you can get in front of them and 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 say, hey, you know, follow me, build that relationship, and then send those times that are automatic, um, and then build that relationship from there. But again, they're looking at longevity. They're looking at you. And, again, none of that matters if you don't have the grace to back it up. Yep. They're not giving full rides to non-state champions or that top five, right? If if you can win 100 and 200, you're probably going to get a full ride. Mm -hmm. But if you're a, a, a triple jumper by yourself, that's it. Then you may not get a full ride. It depends on the school. It depends on their need for that a recruiting cycle mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. so there's a lot of different things that that goes into a coach saying hey you're worth a full ride but the leverage piece to that is whatever you give me i got the grades to back it up so if if my grades lack then your finances are going to lack on the back end yeah. but but track is it's way more cut and dry than football yeah. football you got measurables you got so many different things track is if you hit the distance if you hit the time, these are the schools that are looking for you. Yeah. Simple as that. And then, like the biggest thing is like summer's coming up. This is the steps that parents got to do is once school is out, counselors are, counselors are gone. They're not in the office. Absolutely. Okay. So right now as parents and even the kid, because 
this happens is some coaches pigeonhole the kid of like you can't get your transcript because you got to come through me so parents also need to be like you said in charge being the parents like hey coach can we get an unofficial copy of our child's transcripts because if i don't reach out to the high school or the club coach and i'm reaching out to the kid and i get their information first question is can i have your transcripts please because i want to see grades that's the very first thing because mm-hmm. i already know what they do and act i already know what they're doing sport wise and what they're because that's why i'm contacting them so my first question is i need to see your grades asap and trust me there's been many kids i'm like oh i get excited and i see the grade and i'm like <laughs> okay i gotta go on right. you know and right. so having those unofficial transcripts by the time you're a junior so if you're a sophomore you need to be getting those transcripts right now and as a junior before the summer in before the summer comes you need to get your transcripts right now because that's the very first thing because a lot of times when i reach out to kids they're like oh i gotta wait can you contact the counselor or you know or contact the coach hey the counselor's out gotta wait so i'm now waiting for two weeks eventually as a college coach you move on i'm i'm moving on because there's tons of kids and i'm not gonna wait and plus that also tells me you're probably not really interested because if it's taking you a long time to get me the, the simple stuff that I want that's important, yeah, you're not interested. I'm parents, gonna, I'm going to move on. Parents, listen to that. This stuff I say all the time, right? All the time. One other thing, parents, I, I urge you, ninth grade, uh, I see a lot of kids even in the eighth grade, uh, NAIA, NCAA, Eligibility Center, do both. Do it as early as possible because yep. once you have that ID number, it let coaches know, hey, they're serious. They've already gone through the steps to be verified and eligible for what we have coming. You cannot go on an official visit until you have it. So I always tell parents, if you can, you know, there are waivers too. You can get with the school counselor and and they'll provide you a waiver if they have it to the school to pay for it. So it's easy to do. So make sure that you're getting it done, right? This free free game. Free Um, game. And by doing that, again, it let coaches know that, hey, I'm serious about wanting to play at the next level because you, you can't move forward. You can't sign. You can't do nothing without the eligibility. So yep. Everything has to go through that. So why not just go ahead and get it out of the way? That's one thing off my plate. Now I can focus on something else. I talk to so many parents, kids are seniors, and I'm like looking at their profile, one big thing missing. They don't have an eligibility number. Oh, well, nobody ever told me. Okay, well, you're in trouble. <laughs> you, you're already in trouble. You're behind right. yep. yeah. being a senior, yeah. and you don't Way have behind. that information. Right, right. Yeah. So it, it, it's it's a numbers game. So, like, you were asking earlier, too, of, like, what are some steps that they can do? If the goal is to get your college paid for, you got to take steps. You got to take action. It's a process. So that means you got to grind. And when I say grind, it's a grind. It is I'm sending out hundreds of emails and the right kind of emails, addressing it correctly, proofreading, okay, and doing the deal diligence because college coaches are going to miss things. I mean, there was a kid that when I was at the Air Force Academy, literally, he emailed me. He said this to me. I said, hey, I'm sorry. He's like, coach, you know I emailed you, right? I'm like, you did? I didn't ignore him on purpose. 
I just it got lost in translation because I had so much other stuff and responsibilities. It slipped through the cracks. Right. So I didn't like. Oh, I'm not responding to this kid. It happens all the time. Right. So you gotta DM the coach. You gotta email them. You if you do have their number, right? Like, I'll give you a little tidbit. If you're calling their office number, and you're leaving a vo- voicemail, it's not gonna work. You gotta have this. <laughs> if you're not calling this or texting this, right, it doesn't matter. Right. Right. I barely Absolutely. check. I know one coach that was at a university, and literally, he he's like, I haven't checked my voice. I don't even know what my, how to get into my voicemail. It's been two years, you know. So it's the email, it's the DMing, it is doing the right things when you go on visits, visits and right. going on meet. So I'll give you a, a little tidbit for those that are listening is. Do something that no one does, okay? And in my 14 years, no one done this. And if this would happen, and I'd ask my colleagues of, at the college level, if this happened, what would you do? And I'd like, oh, man, we wouldn't forget this kid. You simply take a business card with QR code, and you create it as your profile. It's your business card. It's your, yeah. it's your recruiting now. Right. You have uh, your link on there to your mile split account, to your athletic account. So now they verify the times. You put your name, your cell phone number, and then you have a QR code that's linked to your unofficial transcripts, okay? And a link to your highlight video. And you say, "Coach, I am so and so from this I just want to give you this. This is all the information you need. I look forward to speaking to you. Do you have a business card?" that I can get from you. And why do you ask for the business card? Because you want to follow up. You then send an email and say, hey coach, it was nice meeting you, blah, blah, blah. Have you had time to look at the stuff that I gave you? Done. No one does that. Here's a funny thing. Here's a funny thing. Through my consulting, I have people I, I can, on, on social media, I've told it to do this for football. It's a digital resume. Mm-hmm. They don't do it in track. But it's, it's, it's crazy because, again, just through my consulting, I'm always looking at, again, being on the inside with coaches like him and my football coaches, you know, doing things that no one else is doing. That's how you find that needle in the haystack. You have to be different. It's like you want to cast a big net. I always use the analogy of if you go to an aquarium, right, and you, you're looking inside the aquarium, it's tons and hundreds and hundreds of fish right how are you going to find that one within there so you're looking at certain things but that one that stands out is going to have the color it's going to have the size it's going to have you know those look that's what recruiting is all about being that one fish that's going to stand out in the aquarium and and being open to doing different things that's going to make everybody around you say oh that's the one yeah and that goes that's, back to where like you were saying right you do those things but see track and field is different totally you got to be very laser focused so absolutely he can you can do all everything that coach is just saying but if i'm doing that with all a and m lsu florida and i'm a guy that only runs 10 8 you wasting your you, time you you in the wrong focus Right, be doing ten eight D lower D two level because see here's the thing ten eight wouldn't even score you at nationals for D two wouldn't even get you to nationals but yet people are like oh no 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 so go explore where your performances match and you'll be surprised of how many people all of a sudden go oh yeah I'm interested oh yeah I'm interested 
you got to cast your net in the right pond. It's the same for football, though. It is the exact same for football when you think about it. Because, again, the measurables, you know, so when you look at times, you you correlate that with with football measurables. You go where those things stand out. Where they fit. Right, where they fit. So it's the exact same same concept. The recruiting, and, and that's what I tell people, if you can do recruiting, at one sport, you could do them for all mm-hmm. right. because it, it's all the same. It's just generalized to that particular sport. But the marketing, and once you understand the nature of what it is you're dealing with, then you you can deal with it better. But that part, you know, to me is honestly all the same because you you have to know. But that the thing is, a lot of times parents and kids think just because I'm doing it, just because I am good in my area that I'm afforded, you know, don't work to like be that. at the next level. No, but yeah. you don't realize right. that there are a lot of good people from right. all over the world. Yeah. Right. And yeah. where do you fit in in that big pond? Yeah. And I'll, and I'll share this this one story. I'll, it will, too, and I'll make it quick. Is It was a Power 5 school. I'll just say it was A&M. <laughs> okay. Coach used to be there. He was the jumps coach. We were literally having a conversation at Texas Relays. He was recruiting one of the best high jumper girls in the country. She was six foot high jumper. Okay. That would score in nationals. Okay. She was also a highly recruited volleyball player. So that she would have gotten a scholarship pretty good for volleyball. Okay. Mm-hmm. Here's the kicker. High jump only does one event for indoor and outdoor. So what's the max points she can score? Ten points. That's it. Okay. So coach henry was like hey love it okay great but she's gonna have to walk on this is a&m she had to walk on eventually got coach henry to say okay i'll give you a scholarship scholarship was 100 dollars." wow and she signed wow okay second story is i recruited a girl in louisiana in Louisiana, if you score over a 21 on ACT, they have a thing called tops. That means your in-state tuition is covered. So, of course, everyone loves that, right? And so I literally told him, like, hey, you can be, you're going to be really, really good. I really want you. I'm going to give you a full. So I gave her a full. So she had Pell Grant, and then I told her she can keep her tops. So every year, if she would have came to where I was at, she would have made $7,000 a year just to go to the school I was at. Wow. And I didn't do anything legally. I was just saying, hey, this is this is how much I want you. Right. She went to the in-state school that everyone wants to go to, and she went there for books. Wow. So that's what I'm saying. Like, parents, like, there is there is more to all this than anything else and stuff. Literally, there's been points where we've had kids – on campus when I was at TCU that were nationally ranked. And just because they were nationally ranked doesn't mean we can get them like this. And there's a lot of things that take place and stuff. And there's been instances where literally we were going to offer a kid, saw something on social media, and that day right before we sent it out, it was taken off the table. Sorry, we're not doing this. And it happens a lot, a lot. You know, so it it is doing your work, your due diligence, and being effective with it, but also understanding 
what's important what's the reality don't just go chasing literally there was a girl last story there was a girl that literally chose university of north carolina not because of academics not because of the program not because of the coach coach i come here because my favorite color is baby blue <laughs> i knew this where you were going <laughs> i'm like wow okay and then she transferred well, <laughs> Coach Wicker, I surely appreciate it. We're going to bring you back here in the next couple of weeks because there's a lot more we got to get into here on the On Your Mark show. Powered and sponsored by Epic Sports Apparel, every play I compete. Every week, live from the Fishbowl Radio Network, sponsored by Epic Sports Apparel for Coach Wicker, for Coach Jay. We out. We'll talk to you next Wednesday.